I V M. Welcome to another episode of IBM Likes. I'm Sharanya and today I'm in the studio with Naveen and Josh. Hey. Nice. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi. You got a special like Josh. Yeah. What are you doing? I this forgot I was going to say Abbas honestly. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> just some mental mental buffering was happening. <laughs> yeah, mental buffering. Uh so today we're going to do our round of recommendations. We've got a movie, a TV show and a YouTube video, video to recommend. One or <laughs> <laughs> and then after that we're going to get into a, a little bit of discussion about our personal pop culture consumption patterns and how we decide what we watch and read and listen to etc let's start with who do you want to start with josh because we need to contribute in i've got the run to the letter so this video is called why is modern pop music so terrible so it's on this channel called the thoughty 2 thoughty spelled as thought with a y and a 2 okay and um It's sort of a low-budget Kurz uh, Kazakh if you watch uh-huh. that channel. But oh, callback. I know, right? You did recommend it. Did I? Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> that time it was the whole channel. Uh, so this one, I would recommend the channel, but I just haven't watched the other videos, so I can't recommend this channel. <laughs> okay, tell us about this video. But this video is really good. It's a 20-minute video. Um, so here he's basically covering why pop music in various ways has diminished from the 60s and 70s hmm. and uh, one of the first things he brings up is just what he calls timbral variety which is just in the types of sounds you hear hmm. there's been a diminishing from like say the beatles sergeant peppers to now but he also covers things like the millennial whoop he covers loudness wars how that kind of transformed music and also he he in the middle of the video he asks one really interesting question about um how uh like what does katy perry the backstreet boys britney spears mm. the weekend he just uh kesha um just a whole bunch of artists like uh maroon 5 what do all these artists have in common mm. the villain scream the villain <laughs> scream no so one of the reasons everything sounds the same is because of this one guy max martin oh okay yeah cuz max martin he produced i kissed a girl he mm. produced shake it off he produced can't feel my face mm. all these were big hits in the charts man and he is practically responsible for he produced uh, larger than life by backstreet boys oh, nice. okay yeah he produced baby one more time all so one guy you should just be following that artist no so so him, him and his production jobs so this will be a good uh, like i i'll have a call back in the later segment to this guy also mm. so but the thing is he he has been responsible for so many big hits it's just no wonder everything sounds the same don't preempt a call back that's not how call backs work <laughs> yeah that's true um Uh, but uh, one really interesting so the whole video is kind of trying to prove uh, with various studies and various things like the millennial whoop and all how music has sort of diminished in we oh, yeah, the millennial whoop i heard about mm-hmm. yeah so he brings that up as like a singular like one point in the kind na, of na, 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 kind of like no like everybody does a oh, oh, oh. Uh, that's yeah. it okay correct yeah that's uh, the uh, 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 so basically the whole point of his thing is uh, also like in the uh, in a world of streaming like how people are now playing it safe mm. so how basically original music is getting stifled in the process you know how uh, kind of no one is now betting on original acts and how this is like what this means to the music industry kind oh, of thing. that's pretty cool so it's a really good video i would highly recommend it it's called why is modern pop music so terrible hmm. nice Check it out. All right, Naveen, what's your recommendation? All right, so uh, I'm recommending a movie this time. It's called First Day Killed My Father. 
colon a daughter of cambodia remembers uh, it's based on this real life uh, biography of this woman called long long ung who was uh, born during the whole vietnamese war era when like uh, americans were like berserk and uh, what happened was like nixon was also like saying he will lead cambodia to be on our side mm. to help us and in the process they bombarded cambodia and ruined half of their fields and and their people as well and out of this was born the khmer rouge which was led by the famous pol pot who according to history is the biggest uh, murdering dictator of all yeah. time like people think that hitler and mussolini you can call them out but pol pot was hands down the worst person and he is not even regretful of it like at at some point somebody or, or the other like even hitler at some point said ki oh my god like himmler's going let crazy let me kill myself at yeah yeah let me kill myself but this guy had no regret uh, so while we know about all of this i was like actually planning a trip to cambodia and i was like doing my own mm. research in some way and i and this thing popped up like angelina jolie is the director of this movie and uh, she's really gone full on into research and like you know the cast is entirely uh, mm. cambodian the 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 children yeah. in the movie uh, are also so the story of the movie is about this family that is obviously like in a in a city dwelling like you know they live in the capital cambodian city and uh, the whole communist regime obviously had a problem with people who are city dwellers saying this is america western influences and so they all start driving people out of the mm. city saying ki americans are going to bomb you all so come and stay with us in the countryside and they were told like they'll get to go back in 3 days but they never got to go back they yeah. had to basically like camp in the in the wilderness build their own houses and then like uh so the brutality of it is what it covers essentially and from this young girl's perspective mm. and uh, as you can see the first one to die from the family is their father because right. they go for him because he's obviously a captain of the nationalist army oh, okay. so so he tries to hide his identity as much as he can to save his children but the family gets separated and like it's very brutal the way mm. they show also what everything that happens to them and at some point their own family like their own relatives abandon them because they decide that you know these guys are kind of government so we can't yeah. deal with that so i mean like as a kid you can't even imagine when you're 6 or 7 like having to go through this whole brutality of of a regime that is so bad like we we always complain about how communism is probably an answer to other kind of problems like we have in the country like capitalism but uh, it's a very communism is dead Yeah but then like the way it was portrayed back then like it was yeah, like the, the savior time. of the of the times and then because it was happening simultaneously like I researched communism in my own way and I found out like in South America it was taking a different approach and in in most of Asia it was taking a different approach altogether the thing that it, it even affects the naxalites today in in India as well so you know so it's still like deeply entrenched in some communities the fact that they have been uh, in a way outsmarted and driven out of society is what's happened but this was when it was really really entrenched and Is really, this a really. movie that had a little bit of this controversy about Angelina Jolie not treating the girl, the kid well? Remember that there was this uh, the casting director set up a game. Uh, they put money on the table and asked the child to think of something they needed the money for. Then the child and then for the child to snatch it away, the director would pretend to catch the child and the child would have to come up with a lie. So the girl ultimately chosen for the part was the only child that stared at the money for a very very long time. And when she was forced to give it back, she became overwhelmed with emotion and all these different things came flooding back. So when they asked her why what the money was for she said that her grandfather had died and they didn't have enough money for the nice funeral. So mm. they wanted kids that were genuinely in bad shape like they could like emote very yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, everybody's like that's insane don't do that shit to children but it makes sense in a way like because i think like obviously uh, kubrick also did that when he was shooting for shining like he kind of tortured sherry duval to the point like she had to she was literally frustrated by the time that the 107th scene happened and uh, so that's what mm-hmm. but that's what that would be harassment today man it, it is it's, definitely it's, it's, harassment. Like last year they shot yeah. this movie yeah it's definitely harassment and emotional trauma for the children yeah 
But again, mm. like if you look at how well the kids have done, yeah. like you are you're in the movie with them, yeah. and you can imagine how difficult it is for like these kids to like, you know, drink mud water and eat dung beetles and and like survive somehow. And slowly, one of them is dying, and the mother also. The mother in the movie, like you see flashbacks to her in the city, nicely putting makeup and like being happy with the family, and then you go to this reality, and you can't even imagine being there. Like for mm. for no reason, uh, should any human be put to put to this? And mm. we are now living in a time where this seems more like a possibility, more and more, even in our country oh, for that yeah. matter. So yeah. yeah, so that's my recommend. It's a very it's a very depressing movie, but just watch it. Where can we watch it? So it's on Netflix now, and you can uh, check it out. It's won a lot of awards over a lot of film festivals. It's called The First They Kill My Father. Awesome. Okay, I am going to recommend um, surprise a TV show. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to recommend a show called You're the Worst uh, that I've been watching for four seasons now. Um, it's on FXX, okay. you know, one of yeah. those channels. Not even like. a uh, direct fx uh, but it's a really good show hmm. so uh, what it started out completely as um, a romcom and i really seek out a lot of these romcom shows like i still watch the mindy project and nobody watches <laughs> it uh because i really enjoy them and i i like um, tv shows that still feel like sweet and pure and shit So you know the world starts out with you know two narcissistic selfish people who meet each other and uh, decide to date um and it is absurdist comedy sometimes because they are uh, so the guy is called jimmy and the girl is called gretchen um jimmy is a writer narcissistic selfish awful writer mm. uh and lives with a, a friend of his called edgar who has who's a war veteran and has like is suffering through ptsd and gretchen is a pr rep for a um, a rap trio <laughs> the rap trio has has three people called sam shitstain honey nuts <laughs> and she has a best friend called lindsay Lindsay is going through her own like she's stuck in a loveless marriage and is dealing with sex addiction and stuff like that. In season one, they are just getting to know each other, and we're just getting to know all these characters, and they're all so funny and stupid. But it's still and the thing that I really enjoy in the first season that they never really go overboard with emotions at all. They never feel um, sugary. I mean, they barely even mention their feelings at all because, like me and like other people. uh the two of them hate talking about their feelings they drink all the time and they try to avoid fighting and avoid telling each other that mm. they love each other and all of those things and it was a really fun season and then in season 2 um they flipped it a little bit and that's when you find out that gretchen actually has clinical depression um and then the whole show really focuses on how you live life if you have if you are depressed and how you deal with that um edgar starts dealing with his ptsd more uh it just gets intense like um jimmy loses his father and has to deal with that while he's writing his book um while the love story is obviously the crux of the show the show does so many deep emotional things on the side without feeling too heavy and feeling too it still feels like a 30 minutes of a fun show that i watch every week even though the themes that they deal with are very serious and they do some really over the top comedy sometimes like um the rap trio who i love Uh, they have a great song called uh, "New Phone Who This," uh, which is on YouTube and it's amazing. And they they do a lot of these like you know over the top gags where like there's one episode where they shoot completely from like they do an episode where Jimmy and uh, Gretchen are being offered to Edgar because they always do you know they call him to drive them over when they're drunk and stuff like that. And then the next episode they do the same episode but from Edgar's point of view. Okay. Um, and that's great. Like they do really fun stories like that that are really emotionally core to the side characters. Hmm. Like last season, which is season three, they did one episode which is 
where you don't see the main cast at all and you see only Lindsay's husband and her sister's husband they go out on a hike together and they get lost and the episode is on these two side characters where you've not you don't know enough about their life but my god the emotions takes it builds with them mm. uh, i really enjoy the show it's a season four just started i think two episodes are now out it's a really good fun show to watch even though it is it sounds kind of serious because it's just so ridiculous sometimes like anything happens it's quite funny it's called you're the worst and you can find it um, if you look really hard i guess <laughs> the solution to everything yeah because they're, they're not SFX, on any of the any, yeah, they're not any of the legal streaming services we have in india <laughs> so you just have to find a way to watch it <laughs> but i highly recommend it it's a really fun show it's called you're the worst so where does fxx fxx oh yeah. I, i thought fxs <laughs> so where like, does it uh, make away yes absolutely cool All right, that was our recommendation round. Josh recommended a YouTube video called Why is popular music so terrible? And Navin recommended a movie called First They Kill My Father. And I'm recommending a TV show called You're the Worst. Let's take a break and when we come back we'll talk about our personal choices a little bit. And we are back. In this segment we're talking about how we choose the culture we watch and how we consume them and how many hours we put into it. It only started of course because uh, Abbas asked me how I manage to watch so many TV shows. <laughs> uh, and a lot of my friends have asked me just like do you have a time turner? It's honestly that I have no friends. That's it that's why. That that's sense. why I watch some yeah, stuff. Yeah. So you guys start tell me how you pick something to watch or how you pick a book to read or listen a music album to listen to or whatever. How do you guys go through the selection process? For me it just works on whim, you know, like hmm. I basically I don't get a lot of time per se to my, myself. Correct. So what I do is I'll I'll start watching something when I'm eating dinner at night, like that's hmm. late in the nights. And if I like something then I'll keep like 4 5 episodes of that downloaded on my phone mm. and uh, and then watch it while i'm traveling or mm. basically when i get free time when i'm eating lunch and stuff like that um, so mostly i go i i go online and i check out stuff that everybody's talking about first of all yeah. and then like go also like underrated kind of stuff like that goes like below mm. the radar basically yeah. like i don't know about louis until season 3 came out even though it's my favorite comics because mm. there was no buzz around it right. so i realized that at some point you have to start researching on your own so i mm. went looking for other other works that other people write and what works is a lot of comedians who i follow are writers on various shows absolutely so basically you have to just follow their work and you understand their kind of writing and that's yeah. how i discovered tv shows and movies yeah uh, books i just go to libraries and just check out stuff that i want to read libraries I, yeah i'm still very old school that way you go to a library where yeah and there's a lot of bombay there's one in big one in devasun yeah sasun wow yeah. i don't know people go to libraries dude yeah but that's like once in 3 months okay. i'll go to flora fountain near church mm, and, and buy pick those, up yeah. yeah there's a lot of books over there so i'll basically go to the libraries to check out the books i want to purchase right. you're a browser not, you like browsing yeah. yeah i like browsing and then like make a good read checklist basically Correct. i do that so good reads is a great yeah. way to find books and uh, music to obviously like i have a lot of friends mm. who have eclectic taste in music like i mm. range from pop culture to like deep synth to like house and then like so and josh also like mm. recommends a lot of music we do that all the time yeah. thank you Yeah, so we use the Office Slack network to send these to each other. That's all. Oh yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Okay, I do get this uh, like following comedians and stuff because that's how I find a lot of the stuff is yeah. that is through Twitter. Yeah. Because I follow writers and I follow comedians and etc. And they are always like. And there are unsung things. heroes in the true sense of the term. Everybody yeah. who writes for stuff like this. Like even if you're transparent, like people mm. keep raving about how amazing the show is, how amazing the performances are, but the writers make the show, right? Eventually. Yeah, I think a lot of times for me is that if I watch a show and I like it somehow, like if I find a show and I watch it, 
uh, I usually tend to follow the creators or the actors so yeah. that I always know other things they're doing. They're doing which yeah. is why like uh, even Louis C.K. for example, like when he did Horace and Pete, hmm. which is like there was so little buzz because it was only online and yeah, you had to buy it. just came out and he's like, yeah, yeah. pay five dollars. Uh, and it was like all episodes were out and it was a genuinely good show but that uh, only happened because I was following him and listening to his podcast etc. Mm-hmm. I think that is the number one way of finding stuff like is through other people but I feel like it limits my options sometimes so I watch a lot of TV shows but I do feel that my recommendations and my uh, choices are really mainstream sometimes because I read AV Club all Mm. the time and I'm like I'm a very active member of the AV Club community Um, so I read uh, TV reviews I read uh, what shows they're recommending I follow you know a bunch of these TV critics uh, Matt Zolazis Alan Seppenwall on Twitter so I usually depend on their recommendations so what ends up happening is that I watch a lot of stuff that people are talking about which is great but I also feel like sometimes I miss out on stuff that not that many people are watching Correct. especially non-English shows Mm. Uh, there's so many good uh, non-English shows that like Norwegian shows like I recommended last time mm. that are supposed to be genuinely good but I also have a little bit of this you know like FOMO of not watching the popular shows and then I also <laughs> feel like um, spending hours on watching a show that is not good mm. yeah, I, I actually like I would ne- watched it and that's then a like loss, lot of loss <laughs> yeah. I would never go to a library and browse books I'm one of the people who will uh, go through multiple recommendations of a book uh, like uh, reviews of a book before I buy it oh no because I really feel like I want it to be completely great <laughs> you know and I may not like it which is fine sometimes um, but I actually it's it's quite a crutch because sometimes what happens is if you go to Goodreads there are obviously different opinions on books and mm. I try to find let's see if the, everything is a good which is impossible lots mm. of people will like a book and some people will hate it um, so obviously in the end it comes down to does this sound like my book kind of book or does this sound like something I will enjoy but I do feel like I could broaden my Which you'll never find out. For example, I tell you, David Baldacci, a mm. writer, his, most of his novels are like high level, president yeah. level, espionage and all that jazz. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so but he wrote a book called Wish You Well, mm. which if I had never like read his other stuff, I would have not gone to even read that book. Yeah. But that is so not him. That yeah. is just him talking about this very rural, uh, you know, like a family that has been uprooted from their from city life to yeah. going to a, a small uh, Virginia village mm. where they have to find like fight coal miners and basically like have to deal yeah. with all the earthiness of life. So I would have never read that book yeah. unless I would have had that kind of recommendations some, from somebody saying, oh, he's a good writer, so take yeah. out his other stuff. George, how do you find things to listen to or watch? So mainstream stuff, I know for a fact all of it comes through talk shows from me. Hmm. Graham Norton, there'll be some clip. That's why I watched The Tick. That's hmm. how I found out about that Girls' Night Out. Is that what hmm. it's called? Yeah, Girls' Night Out. That and um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I... The Deuce. I only hmm. knew about The Deuce because Maggie Gyllenhaal was on... Um, hey, Stephen you knew about it because I told you. No, because Maggie Gyllenhaal was on. Uh, <laughs> Fine. <laughs> what's it called? Um, Stephen Colbert. Yeah. I knew because Franco's face was everywhere on Hot That Star. also, but yeah. it's all these talk shows that mm. like where they'll Graham Norton also. So you basically are the people they are promoting too. Yeah, because, because I never watch these and think, oh, this is a thing they are promoting. Wow. Movies, movies, it's various things. Like hmm. there are all these like Watch Mojo, these top ten yeah. lists that are there. She Watch Mojo has gone to shit now. Now it's gone to shit. But now I watch this thing called What Culture. Yeah, So watching those, sometimes there's like movies there or IMDb lists. Mm. So movies generally happen like that. 
outside of that hmm. movies hotstar has even yeah. cinefix is nice if you want to discover a lot of uh, like you know regional and other kind of stuff like american hmm. and non american stuff hmm. then cinefix is pretty good so i like it when they do like all this every frame a painting they yeah. do stuff on films and then you want to watch the film Correct. yeah yeah so that is one for music now for the longest time music it's always been the producers or the songwriters because i mean we talked about max martin <laughs> boom callback <laughs> finally you get to do that i was waiting for that huh. <laughs> really but um, having right. said that like uh, if you take nile rogers who's been like responsible for some of the biggest hits in the 80s and 90s mm. or you take um, uh, take norman whitfield norman whitfield if you haven't heard this guy he's the guy who wrote heard it through the ga- grapevine yeah. he wrote war war <laughs> what it is in go- he's he's been responsible for like a whole bunch of like really classic songs so it's like you're always looking for these common denominators mm. like with you it's the writers right yeah. so in some for some albums if you look at the producer you look at the songwriter sometimes if you look at the session musician wow. like there's this one guy wawa guitar watson mm. he had worked with this uh, producer david rubinson but when he didn't work when david rubinson yeah. wasn't there there were some uh, albums which he worked on which did sound good and i realized it was that guy nice. and he only released one album <laughs> yeah so it's like it's always like discogs is like So you don't go straight for this artist I like you go for like who's behind making I'm this sound I'm looking at the common because that also the, makes sense for you yeah, because that as a producer uh, that and also it's just marketing is all bullshit man Correct. so like if you're exactly. talking about genre is just a way to index stuff you know yeah. mm-hmm. it's like artists are just a uh, like a can be at sometimes like if you're not a singer songwriter like prince or like some hmm. other people you know hmm. then you're just you're looking at something that's very manufactured you know right. so you have to find out who's kind of responsible for the track and then you'll find okay this and so if you want to hear the good music hmm. like that's how I discovered this guy Charles Stepney like I never heard of Charles Stepney but he had produced uh, Earth Wind and Fire some of the greatest albums mm-hmm. he had produced mm-hmm. this band called the Dells which I just fell in love with and only mm-hmm. the albums that he produced man mm-hmm. cuz they put their stamp on it plus you know the artists that they're, they're working with are talented in themselves yeah. you know but that is gospel on so many levels because yeah, like absolutely. you have so many assholes coming to me and saying ki do you watch suit bro i'm like dude yes. there's so many other shows it's all marketing yeah. though Move it's all marketing that. Exactly. because suit is feeding you all like ki ha ye hip hai cool hai mm. and that became like 2000 yeah. Nine and ten, when when like the first wave of good shows came to India, hmm. everybody was watching the same stuff. Like Correct. they were recommending the same stuff again: yeah. Lost, Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad. That was being regurgitated again. again. Yeah, yeah you only see those. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I would also watch a lot of crack videos because they would again like crack mm. was good. Crack yeah, that was, was like the those. like mad inspired. Yeah, kind but of that thing. listicles yeah. like out of the walls. They were just like yeah. putting out so many uh, great movies, uh, the names out there. They would make top twenty-five lists. Yeah, totally, and, like, there's yeah. so much to watch. Yeah, I would just get crazy. Yeah. So yeah, and also they'll do like satirical videos. right and then you yeah. want to get the references yeah. right Correct. so then you go to Correct. like there's that film office or something office there's like a movie office called space. Office, office space, space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah i still I, haven't seen that movie oh. i haven't seen that i haven't seen the room yet mm. these are all films like i've seen so many clips from them you're tearing me apart josh <laughs> oh, you can do it. so dramatic <laughs> that was good that was good yeah. i think reference. um for me like i um when i started getting into television shows and trying to find um good tv shows uh, when i was in college and stuff it was really difficult cuz again we were fed the same stuff the mm. how i met your mother and house yeah so i used to so vulture at that time used to do this um, monthly uh, 
column which is an advice column for pop culture mm. so people would write in saying like you know my boyfriend and i like completely different things what can we like he likes this kind of shows i like these kind of shows what can we watch together or what can i watch to mend a broken heart and margaret leon used to be the writer for vulture then used to write just recommendations of things you should watch <laughs> to feel good about this or if you are if you like this kind of stuff watch this and i ended up watching so many things on that correct, list correct. Um, and literally find and you know like how difficult is it to find at that time finding shows was so difficult you would go to the what series yeah. and find gorilla vid and mega upload and none of them would Ooh, work yeah. and gorilla you watch them in really low quality which i still do sometimes you compulsively watch a 30 second ad before playing them. Yeah, <laughs> and you you never know which one is the actual play button because yeah. you know open five tabs yeah, five yeah, download yeah, buttons yeah. blowing yeah. on the side yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, i was so difficult to find things to watch um, but right now because actually i have so, like now i have legit options to watch uh, on your netflix and prime and hotstar mm. um I uh, find it tough to watch movies. Hmm. Uh, I actually like I watch very few movies, and I feel bad about it because I feel like uh, I can't now. I can't commit to a two-hour set of or two and a half hours or three hours of sitting down and watching True. a movie. Whereas for a TV show, I feel like it's twenty minutes. I can bail after this episode. I can hmm. do That's two episodes. That's why I don't like I download only movies for my phone sometimes because yeah. I'm like okay, one hour to work. I'll watch first half. <laughs> <laughs> Coming back to watch the second half. Like, my mind I'm like making like, up an interval. Like honestly, this year I have wanted to watch maybe two movies: uh, Get Out and Big Sick, both of which I have started and then never completed oh, shit, because I, every amazing. time I start I two minutes in, I'm out, like. I haven't still watched Baby Driver, man. I'm still oh, waiting yeah. to watch it. Oh yeah, I would watch Baby Driver. But also. let me say one thing that also really motivates me to find new stuff is mm. like withdrawal, man. Mm. So it's like you've just watched The Wire. I had this just now watching Bahubali. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Because, had to be mentioned. Yeah, mm-hmm. it had to because the thing is, it's like when you watch something like The Wire, you watch something like Bahubali. It's like there's nothing quite like that out there right now. Mm. So it's like you're trying to search for something or something maybe similar that the person has made. Like with the wire, it was like homicide life on the street Correct. or mm. the corner. Right? Yeah. But you watch it and it is good. But it's just you're just trying to like feed that withdrawal. Mm. You know, it's like that was so good. I need something else. That like rush this. was something else. There's yeah. Nothing. yeah. For me, exactly. Breaking Bad that did that. Now Better Call Saul doesn't come uh, that close. But still, yeah. But it still comes. It still feeds a little bit of that edge for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But you're yeah. looking for something like I remember yeah. after the wire, like when True Detective came out, that was yeah. suddenly tutored yeah. as a kind of wire esque. Kind of hmm. uh, so. So basically, everybody's recommendations come from other people's recommendations at some point. Yeah. Like you read online and you read something else and you find people you like who will do these kind of things. Yeah. Who But make these shows or whatever. The important is. thing is to talk about it and also like I think having a culture and friends around who also watch the same kind of stuff is very important. Yeah. Then you can obviously banter about it. Absolutely. The fact that we can do a show like this. Yes. Is proof of that. Yeah, yeah. And also like fans just like have that kind of. Uh, That joy, right? Yeah. Like it kind of uh, comes. It's, it's a crazy. That, it's a crazy kind they, of dopamine rush you get. Yeah, yeah, that is why I participate in these community forum type stuff because <laughs> I want to be like, oh my god, did you watch the new episode of This Is Us? And it's a <laughs> random person watching. I don't have to wait on my friends to watch it because they're never going to watch it. But in my entire college, only two people watch Community. Okay. Oh my god, and I loved Community. Yeah, it's so me much. and one more friend. <laughs> so we were like getting ready for exams, and my friend come dressed in a pink shirt. And I'm like, uh, so I immediately knew it's a community difference. I'm like, why are you dressed in pink? Mm. He's like, I'm, if I'm gonna get, <laughs> I might as well look pretty when I'm doing it. <laughs> and we oh. were only two of us in the entire corridor laughing, but nobody else gets reference. Can you believe that? Yeah, I think I love that. Like, you get that sort of connection. Like, if you like this kind of thing, you can be my friend. Yeah. It's like, a, like, it's like tribalism. It's like yeah. tribalism. Yeah. I, sometimes when I meet people and I don't like them, I'm like, how do I not like them? They watch the same stuff I do. <laughs> what is wrong with? What is the difference? So All deeper right. question for the next episode. So now, yeah. now actually, let's do a little bit of how do you find time. Right? Uh, how do you divide your time between the number of uh, things you consume, from movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, uh, music? Uh, how do you like? How do you prioritize your free time? 
Hmm. I don't I, have much. Yeah, I know it's very, yeah. very like fast and loose kind of like like it depends on what what you're in the mood for. Like at night, I'll be honest with you. Every time I go mm. back, I always have like okay, I have to watch like one Malu film or some mm. film. And usually, if you're like living with somebody, you kind of have to share the choice. Mm. So that gets bugging. <laughs> oh yeah, that's I, a different that, thing. That's the most bugging thing I would mm. say because you can't watch what you want every night. <laughs> so, yeah, also so, like as I said, like if I go so, back home and I'm I'm generally like I'm like okay, I'm gonna sleep in one hour, mm. but I have time for dinner. I have a time for like some probably a poop break. Mm. So I have to now basically, if I start a movie, I have to finish the whole thing, which will be like three a.m. in the morning. Yeah. So might as well just stick to like a TV show, two episodes, and then I'm done. Yeah. So then, what do you guys do weekends? Like weekends, I binge. Yeah. I binge like how? Yeah. But honestly, actually, also like other people's recommendations, like as much as like you get irritated with mm. like okay, I have to watch somebody else's kind of thing. It's very enriching, man. Because I have watched such awesome stuff because other people have just Correct. randomly Absolutely. recommended it. Mm. So. I think for me, so I usually I'm the kind of person who will always have something on at all times. So in the morning, I end up watching. Like I wake up, I see what's out on Torrents today, mm. and then I, uh, I will, <laughs> <laughs> and then I will watch uh, at least two episodes before I come to work mm. or something. Uh, and usually there's sitcoms, right? Brooklyn Nine Nine or whatever. So that takes no time. While I'm changing, while I'm eating breakfast, uh, I'm packing my bag. I have watched two episodes, mm. and then at night, usually I always have this thing where. When I go home, I don't want to immediately start watching stuff because I feel like I need a wind down, and I I have a thing with like familiar sounds, mm. so I, that's why I rewatch so much stuff. I play so much stuff in the background. I watch so much reality television sometimes because I like non-focused watching for a couple of hours before I get into real watching. Mm. So I will watch Shark Tank, you know, like I watch all of Shark Tank that's on yeah, Netflix. It's always playing in the background. Yes, and then I watch I rewatch so much of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, I watch Project Runway Correct. just in the background. Mm. I watch like Food Network's Chopped and stuff like that. Um, which also which makes me feel like like I watch those because I'm kind of unwinding and it's going on in the background and then I'm finally ready to start consuming heavy ass pop culture you know mm. so because of that I end up packing a lot of hours weekends so my god I don't get up what's the French word for it in in the terms of palette presentation hordeurs what's the word hordeurs yeah so it's basically hordeurs for you <laughs> before you actually get to the the main course yeah I, and then uh, I only find uh, myself getting a little uh, feeling guilty about not spending enough reading time mm. uh, because I don't like now I don't travel by train because the my work space does not have a, <laughs> a line and I take uh, a rickshaw so I don't get reading time because I spend so much of my train time reading because I yeah. live in Malad mm. uh, which I don't get now so I do feel like uh, I, I'm just not prioritizing reading I'm, is it making me stupid just for the record I'm from Bhandar <laughs> yeah you get a lot of train time but you watch stuff during that time yeah. as well because you I would, I would read as well but then it's just like the sweat is dribbling onto the book and then the page sweat and it's standing like a Michael Jackson statue for like half an hour and then just yeah like, so I have a Kindle right so mm. I uh, spend a lot of time researching what I want to read mm. and I download a lot of books and I buy a lot of uh, ebooks at one time and then it just takes me a lot of time to, now it takes me longer to finish a book than it used to because I have so many other things to do now mm. which is a little annoying because I feel like I feel like I should take a week off watching anything and just read It'll never be as good as going to a library. Uh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, I don't even have to go anywhere. I just download it. Yeah. yeah. But I'm a Watch big browser, man. I love browsing. Yeah. I every time I go to Hotstar, there's 888 films. I go through all of them. <laughs> what? Every single one. Oh, yeah. Why do you do that? <laughs> because I keep forgetting. I can't. Because Hotstar doesn't have a watch later, right? Oh God. So it has a my list, my watch list. No, it does not. Oh, that's Amazon Prime. Sorry. <laughs> So I have to go through eight hundred and eighty. Are you listening, Hotstar? We've been complaining about this for like Josh, five episodes. Every, every episode, every episode. I bring it up. 
Alright, so basically, uh, I guess you just have to find your own ways to watch stuff. No, but because I enjoy it. I feel like people ask us, ask me a lot, uh, what are you watching? What should mm. I watch? Which I find really difficult because I'm like, what kind of space are you in? What kind of stuff do you like? Should probably replace a vulture writer and do this full time. <laughs> yeah, vulture writer? The, the writer she was talking about, oh. Leon's. <laughs> Margaret Lance. Margaret Lance. <laughs> Margaret Lance. So, should probably replace Margaret Lance and do this for a living. Just like, oh God. Yeah. I, I sure feel like I, I don't think I have that much experience. <laughs> but I could watch it for a living. Somebody paid me to just watch stuff. How do I get that? Uh, Deepthi Dakuna, man. She'll, she'll sort you out. <laughs> From anything but Bollywood. From anything but Bollywood. <laughs> Another plug, Josh. Oh, uh, Alright, I'm exhausted, you guys. Cool. Let's go watch a TV show. <laughs> Alright, that was our episode. If you have uh, recommendations you want us to check out, if you want us to tell us how you find shows and books and movies and music, uh, let us know. We're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We're IVM Podcast. Uh, thanks, Josh. Thanks, Naveen. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, she totally called me Josh. <laughs> I was a bastard for a second. <laughs> Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>